The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. That's the new PFT PM Open. We're going to start playing that for PFTOT since the PFTOT audio file ends up in the PFT PM podcast. Let's what was that? What was, I didn't hear that. What was it? Well, you, you, you'll hear it the next time. It's a new open. It's good. It's got some sound bites, some of my favorite quotes of all time. And uh, uh, a few, nothing, nothing about you, though. It's not a game. We're not making fun of you yet. No, I didn't think we so. Could. We could in the future, but yes. eventually, uh, you know, for now, we're good. All right, let's get into it today. This, these are the things that either we want to continue to elaborate on from PFT Live or things we didn't get to. And I want to get back to Handshake Gate. We talked about how Baker Mayfield will or should or could handle the situation when he meets with the media today. At some point, Richard Sherman's going to be talking to reporters again. How should he handle it and how will he handle it? Well, I mean, I always go to, like, let's just say the truth. I mean, that, that's always the best way to handle any situation. And maybe say that, you know, Hey, listen, yeah, he did shake my hand and maybe I went a little too far with some of my criticism and things I said on Twitter and, and doing that. Uh, I do still wish he would have shook my hand after the coin toss. He could certainly still say that, but I think he needs to kind of take uh, some of the, the blame or the, you know, just some of the distraction here upon himself to say, you know what, I went a little too far with this um, and I, I let it get out of hand. I, I think that would be the proper thing to do. I don't know if he would do that, though. It doesn't seem like that's – uh, something that he normally does. So I, I'm going to be interested to see how he handles it in general. And I agree with you. He should reside within the boundaries of the truth. But for the past, what, 24 plus hours, he hasn't. Right. And I don't expect him to do it. I think he's going to blame others. He'll blame the media for making it a big deal. He'll blame the media for mischaracterizing what happened. I'll be curious to see whether or not he blames Mike Silver for not telling the story the way that it was told. It wouldn't be the first time that that accusation has been made against Mike Silver accurately or incorrectly because I'm familiar of three or four other occasions at least over the years where someone has had their quotes come to light and they've said, I didn't say that or I didn't say it that way. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if he turns on him, but he's not going to take the blame here. And, and this continues to be one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. And the guy went to Stanford, and people in the media praise him all the time. He's a smart guy. He went to Stanford. He may be a smart guy, but this whole thing was dumb, and it shows a lack of self-awareness. It shows a lack of understanding of how the world works because you can't make that accusation that there was a snub of a handshake without understanding that there's going to be video out there that debunks you. And when he doubled down yesterday, yes. Chris, yeah, with the still frame of that first video that came out right. that did not conclusively show the handshake and said he didn't shake my hand, when the next video that comes out shows he shook his hand, I – something's off yeah something's off there well and yeah. uh that makes me think that he's not going to take responsibility he's going to find a way to blame somebody else and that's going to breathe new life into it we'll probably be talking about it tomorrow if sherman ends up talking to the media today yeah well agreed i mean i just hope he doesn't do that i hope like you said i mean this is a smart individual i mean this is just a dumb act is it by, yeah i mean i i do is it 
I don't, you know, yes. I think There's a lot you, of smart people that go to Stanford well, and Harvard. Think, uh, well, there's a lot of dumb people that get into, you know, respected institutions of higher learning. Well, I think, that you way. know, like ego and stubbornness sometimes lead him down the wrong, wrong like road. But I don't think this is a, a, a dumb person by any stretch of the imagination. And here's what I think it is. Here's yeah. what I think it is. Yeah. I think he's smart, but he's not smart enough to realize that everyone else isn't dumb. I think that's what it is. Well, maybe that that that's well said. Okay, I'm not saying that's not a possibility either. But again, just you know, own up to it, Richard Sherman. You made a mistake. You made a big deal uh, out of something that should not have been uh, such a big distraction after your team just went four and zero. It does look attention seeking, and I wish he. Do- I hope he does handle it. You know, from the angle of the truth and admit he was wrong, and then also admit that I understand, even though I don't like that Baker Mayfield didn't shake my hand, I also understand what it's like to kind of be a young, brash player in the NFL. I did some things early on in my career that weren't deemed real professional. I've learned from those things. You know, I, I think something like that would do, do him a lot uh, more good than bad. This could get ugly, though. Because if he gets peppered with questions on a topic that he doesn't want to talk about because he knows there's no good way out of this maze. Remember the time he threatened the reporter's credential in Seattle? Remember yeah, that? Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. I mean, he, he's got he's got a mean streak to him, and, and it comes out from time to time. And if he gets asked a bunch of questions about this today and he doesn't want to answer them because he knows there's no good way to answer them without making it worse – we could see a little bit of a flash of anger. I think we're more likely to see anger from him than we are from Baker Mayfield, but I'm going to be very interested to see how both of those guys handle it today. Yeah, I am too. The last thing too that we really haven't hit on this aspect of it, you know, DeForest Buckner has been thrown into this conversation through Richard Sherman's tweets and things as well. So now he, he threw himself in. He said he got snubbed and he clearly didn't. So he did. Okay. That's what I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure if DeForest Buckner had owned up to it himself. So he said that as well. Yeah. So they're both going to have to answer these questions. Well, and, and it's, yeah, we, we talk about distractions and your buddy Kyle Shanahan's got a distraction on his hands now because it's fodder for discussion with Richard Sherman, DeForest Buckner, George Kittle, who was there. And it's, and this is what makes it even weirder. The, the, Article from Mike Silver downplayed significantly the interaction between Mayfield and Kittle like it was a quick hand slap. When you see the video, he hugged him. They hugged. So, look, 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 we said it, and I'm going to say it again. There's an agenda there that Mike Silver has against Baker Mayfield, and and, and he can get pissed about it that we're saying so. But the bottom line is don't act out on your agendas and be transparent and also don't let it affect you. Like if there's somebody you don't like, they got an army of reporters at NFL Network. Get somebody else involved. It's going to be negative about Baker Mayfield or have somebody else to serve as your conscience to make sure that you are taking into account that you have a bias and that you're going out of your way to be fair so your own bias, your likes and your dislikes don't come into play. It's not that hard to do. No. It's not that hard to do. You just have to be willing to do it. Yeah. All right, next topic. The 49ers, from a football standpoint, Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, is out four to six weeks with a knee injury. We saw that running game firing on all cylinders. Chris, 275 yards on Monday night. There was that first play of the game where Matt Breida was shot out of a cannon. It was a Kittle block and a Juszczyk block that popped him. How different is the different is this offense with Juszczyk out for four to six? Yeah, years? no, this is a this is a big blow. I mean, again, uh, the the big thing is Kyle Shanahan is one of the most creative guys in the game. 
and he's going to find ways to use other guys creatively. But he is a mismatch kind of nightmare for defenses and how Kyle Shanahan uses them because, oh, he's tight end, he's fullback, he's a really good route runner, so you can line him up in the slot and he can be matched up against you know, linebackers and safeties uh, to where it's a mismatch in those type of situations too. But really, uh, that's where, you know, the, 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 there's always a few game plan uh, designs for Kyle Juszczyk on a weekly basis where he comes out of fullback and sneaks through, you know, the mosh pit between the tackles and they have a creative pass design for him, let alone he's a good blocker and does all those things really well too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Hurts, certainly. Um, can they find ways to do things without him? Yes, but uh, I think he is a, a big part of what makes them so dangerous on the offensive side of the ball because of that mismatch in personnel. What is it? Is Are they going to pass? Are they going to run? Is it going to be power run game? Those are the kind of, uh, kind of you know, issues he puts on a defense. And, and look, every team's got to deal with injuries at some point. The 49ers have been more unlucky than others in recent years, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo last year. But if you're a 49ers fan and you start worrying about things that could derail what could be a special season, injuries can do it. It's done it before with other teams. It's yeah. done it before with the 49ers. All right, the New England Patriots, not because of injury, but because of retirement and ultimately lack of a roster spot. They're down Rob Gronkowski. They're down Ben Watson at tight end. It's Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo who are left at the position. And Tom Brady was asked about how he feels about the tight ends that are on the team. And he said yesterday at a press conference, I'm the quarterback. I don't make those decisions. Whoever's out there, that's who I've got to play with. Not exactly a ringing endorsement for Lacoste and Izzo. I, you know, how, how big of a concern is this that we're down to a couple of guys who no one is going to confuse with George Kittle or Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski or any great tight ends? No, I mean, uh, again, they're going to use the tight ends. They're just not going to be as a big a part of the passing game as we've seen in years past or just the the week-to-week -week game planning where they were so integral uh, over the last 10 years for the New England Patriots. But, you know, we've seen them survive. Did you say integral? Uh, in, is that, I might have said that, yes. So that doesn't in, make into, integral, integral. Integral is the word. Integral, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, thank you. Totally right. threw me off base there. But Sorry. we've seen them – you know, adapt to life without Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski and Gronkowski being hurt. You know, there's we've had enough evidence to go, well, they find ways to find a new formula that works for their offense, whether that's just, you know, incorporating the backs in the pass game more, but they find different personnel sets and they'll find the mismatches that they deem necessary through their study and breakdowns on a week-to-week -week basis to where, you know, I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's an issue. Uh, they overcome obstacles on a yearly basis in New England with game planning and things like that and always seem to, to do the right thing. I still wonder whether or not Tom Brady's going to pick up the phone, make a call to, to Rob Gronkowski at some point to get him to come back. And I was told back in July that that will be a factor. If a personal plea comes from Brady to Gronk, then that's when Gronk could spring into action. You have to gain some weight. The call is going to have to come sooner rather than later because he has to be ready to go by the Tuesday after week 13 to join the active roster. But uh, if the seed's going to be planted, Chris, I think the over-under is Halloween. And uh, who knows? With Antonio Brown gone, and Tom Brady wasn't happy about that, reportedly, right. he didn't seem to be happy about Ben Watson not being part of the team. I, I, I think that, you know, 
They, they probably are good enough defensively to get to where they want to be without Gronk, but I think Gronk is that little icing on the cake that, that increases your likelihood that you can get back to the Super Bowl and win it because look at the big catches he made in the AFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl. You don't need him to do anything in the regular season. Yep. Just have him ready to go for the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's where, I mean, he certainly can, can make a big difference. But, I mean, as it looks right now, I don't see it happening. I don't. I mean, I, I, I saw another picture of Gronk the other day, and I feel like he even lost a few more pounds from the last time we were talking about. It looked like he looked skinny and lost a few pounds. Plus, he just signed that deal with Fox News. I mean, Fox News. Uh, Fox, that would be an interesting contributor that really to Fox would News. Be. That would be. Yeah, yes. So many things I could say right now, but I won't go there. Either way. I, Yes. I mean, he just does that with Fox Sports. That just is another inkling to me, though, that here we are, you know, early October, that his mind is not on football and that it's somewhere else right now. So I don't see it happening. Well, it's definitely on football if he's going to be part of the Fox Sports NFL coverage. And he makes his debut Thursday night for the Giants-Patriots game. He'll be part of the pregame coverage. Here's the quote from Gronk. Right. I'm extremely excited to be joining Fox Sports. For the past 25 years, they've offered viewers top-notch NFL programming from the field to the booth to the studio. Their deep talent roster is unmatched, which was important for me as I embark on this new chapter in my life because I'll be able to learn from the best in the business. Sounds there like is a quote no from way. him. <laughs> there is no way he wrote that quote. There is no way he read that quote. These are words he would never use. Why do we insist on these press people, and this is to all the PR personnel out there. When you are drafting these goofy press conferences that no one ever reads, although, you know what? Uh, I mean, press releases. We read this one because the quote was so ridiculous, so mission accomplished. This is just so ridiculous. This is not Gronk. And uh, it's just it, it's just funny. It, it's, I wonder if they did that on purpose, knowing that it was going to be received as there's no way in hell Gronk would say that, and that's the joke. And if that's the case... I think it's brilliant. Well, I don't think that's the case because I think we would have got just as much well, attention. Well, that's stupid. They, well, they would have got just as much attention if they just used a really raw, literal quote from Rob Gronkowski. It would have been like, uh, uh, it's cool. I'm working with Fox Sports and I get to talk to football and stuff and I'm on TV and stuff. I'm really excited about it. That would have got us to read it as well. So <laughs> I, I don't think they definitely planned that. Yeah, and find a way to work in, like, my only regret the show isn't 69 minutes long or some sort of thing <laughs> that Gronk would think is hilarious. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. all right, on we go. I, I, I get transcripts all the time, especially middle of the week, coaching transcripts, player transcripts, coordinator transcripts, and the Eagles are very good about sending out detailed transcripts of press conferences, which is good and bad because then I got to skim them. And I was looking through Mike Groh's transcript yesterday, the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I noticed some questions about Andrew Sandejo, had been with the Vikings for eight years. Eagles play the Vikings this weekend. Sandejo's now in Philadelphia. And Groh admitted that they're going to talk to him. They're going to talk to him about whatever they can pick up about Mike Zimmer's defense. Sure. Chris, you've been part of this preparation process. How useful is it to have someone in the locker room who played for your upcoming opponent who knows things about the offense or the defense that the other team runs. Yeah, no, it, it is useful. I mean, the coaches can find out little context clues through the coaching or the coaching of a guy that has come from a, you know, a prior team that you're about to face. And with a guy like Andrews and Deho, you know, especially playing the safety position 
for that Minnesota Vikings defense. You know, safety is like a de facto quarterback almost on a, on a NFL defense. You know, they have to know everything, the secondary. And then, of course, because they're in the box or the run game, they understand what's going on up front. They make calls on the back end. And what really I would think that Doug Peterson and, and Mike Grow end up doing more than anything is, okay, hey, what are these checks? You know, they might look at some hand signals. Oh, they're checking to this here. So Minnesota better be alert to change some hand signals and things like that. He's also going to know just some tendencies of like what Mike Zimmer likes to do. Oh, okay, there's three receivers to the left and one to the right. Here's the defensive call. And then let's just say one of those three receivers to the left motions across the line, you know, across the ball to the other side to now where it's two and two. He's going to be able to say, oh, they're making this type of call here because they're worried about this, this, and this. So there is going to be some understanding of why they make the calls and then the rules in which they're coached to where the Eagles are just hoping maybe two or three plays during the game this can come about to where they might be able to steal a big play in a big moment uh, or design a big play to gash a defense. And it is certainly helpful. All right. Hey, uh, we got to run. Chris, uh, we'll check out your new Unbuttoned podcast coming later today. Joint PFT PM Unbuttoned coming tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. They're playing music to get me to shut up. Shut up, Florian. Something has to do it. Please. See ya. See ya. Later. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.